All right, let's continue our Friday afternoon. We do that with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, and uh, ready to get us... Sally, all over the place today, we're talking travel. We're talking travel as usual, Mark, and going to some unusual destinations today to the north of us um, in the islands of the Macassans, Sulawesi, Borneo, etc., that we don't think about too often, but are very um, traditional in their culture, still very simple way of life, but also very beautiful islands because they're so unspoiled. I believe you've got Tassie in your sights as well. And Tassie. And we might slip across to a bit of South America as well. All right, we will see what we do there. A bit of a scattergun approach right up to the north of Australia today, Sally. So let's get into them one by one. Okie doke. So Coral Expeditions is a small ship cruising company who cruises lots of parts of Australia and lots of areas outside Australia as well where large ships can't go basically so you know they can cruise around Tassie down all that bottom part of Tasmania where there's no roads you can't get there by any other means the Kimberley coast of course as we all know we've talked about before they do that but they also go to the north of Darwin doing these cruises up into the Macassans, Sulawesi the wilds of Borneo etc and these are such stunningly interesting areas you even get to see the Komodo dragon hopefully you go to the island where the home of the Komodo dragon but a lot of these people live and there's a particular group build these unusual um, huts they live in with this view, which I can show you, Mark. You can't, yeah. I know the listeners can't see, but they have this incredible roof line on these huts. It's really hard to describe, and they've built them like the same way for centuries and centuries and centuries. In a way, they kind of remind me of an, an old ship. Yeah. Don't they? The yeah. sort of with, you know, the, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but they, they look very but, impressive nonetheless. But very impressive. And as I said, you're going into areas that you would not normally get to where they're still. They have beachside boat builders still building their boats from scratch. They still live in these huts or these, um, they're not really huts, they're quite a decent size, but accommodation that's really traditional and everything they do is based on tradition. So they don't have any part of the Western world and it's just, you're taking yourself right out of maybe your comfort zone even. But also you're able to swim if possible. Some of these areas have the whale sharks. You might get the opportunity to do that. And there's another one of the islands where you can swim with what they call golden jellyfish that don't sting. And you can swim with all these jellyfish. Amazing. Uh, uh, it is amazing. The thing is to say, with, with a lot of things, we're coming more faster and, and more modernised. And, and, and I think a lot of times people are looking for something that is getting back to basics type of, type of deal. Oh, that certainly fits the bill there. It certainly does. And, I mean, Borneo, I think we all get really upset when we see the deforestation that's happening there for palm oil that's taking away the forests for the orangutans, mm. who are such an incredible creature and, and highly intelligent. So you'll be able to get to see them hopefully as well once you go up into Borneo. And also you go to see the traditional longhouses of the Dayak people in Sarawak and they live in these great big, again, very traditional. And if you do a land-based tour to these areas, you can actually stay in a longhouse and experience how they live. Um, and some incredible caves and vibrant marine life it's just stunning the marine life as well and then you also get um, the proboscis monkeys which are the ones with the funny curved nose seen them yeah yeah so you're getting to see all this unusual wildlife as well as experiencing just beautiful waters you know and you're on a small expedition vessel you've got all your meals everything included a lot of these are quite long itineraries they range from 14 nights up to 20 uh, 20 nights um, so depending on what you would like to do but if you're looking for something different something special I'm sure you would really enjoy doing one of those cruises and again particularly a really decent break from from life I mean like 14 yeah. to 20 days yes. that's a decent slab it is a decent slab and I think we need to do that sometimes we forget you know we forget about us and I think mm. 
you know, you included, Mark. I know um, you're pointing the finger at me. I you're am. The person am. that's on a seven-day roster. I know you're pointing yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do need to stop and smell the roses. We all do. And we all need to get rid of some of the stresses in our life. So that would be a wonderful way to do it, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, we've got some more there, haven't Tessie? we? Tessie? Oh, we're doing that later. We can do a little bit now or I can continue with it later. Well, we'll come back and do a bit of Tasmania. How about that? See, maybe that's, I need the break, Sally. That's what it yeah, is. That's what it is, That's Mark. right. Throw myself out. More uh, with uh, talking travel with our Sally. With our, see, with our Sally? Yeah. With our travel guide. <laughs> She's our Sally. Yeah. All right, next. I've been to- here long enough. <laughs> We did the North Sally. Let's let's drop right down to the bottom of our great country and have a look at some of the happenings of Tasmania. Well, Tasmania is one of my favourites, as I mentioned quite often, of course. But this is just to let you know about doing it in a different way, I suppose, an adventure-based way. So this company does wonderful walking tours and they've been doing them for over 30 years. And it was actually back in the 80s that the Tasmanian government called for expressions of interest for a, uh, an operator to develop an accommodation-based guided walk on the overland track, which you do from um, Cradle Mountain right across through Lake St. Clair National Park and you end up sort of not far from Launceston. So um, they decided to do that and in 1987 they built four private huts in nine, and then they built another one, their fifth and so on. So it's a six-day guided walk which has now been operating successfully for over 30 years. Uh, my husband has done it and no matter what time of the year, expect all weather. They they went in March, April, they were right at the end of March into April and they still had snow. So just expect everything, um, but the thing <laughs> Prepare is... Prepare for everything, expect a lot. The lovely thing is at the end of the day, they have chefs provide you with beautiful meals, even wine, there's a hot shower, there's a bed. So you're still doing the hard yards and you're doing the walking, but at the end of the day, you've got that comfort to look forward to. So I think that's a great way of doing it. So you're still expending your energy, but you're also getting rewarded for it at the end of the day. That is a really decent way to do it, because like you said, Sally, you might want to be adventurous and do the thing, mm. but you know, I don't want to be stinky and smelly and lying on the tent in the ground, on the ground, so and, that's a good way to do it. And carrying all my own stuff, so you've only really got to carry your day pack. So they do other ones as well, of course. They've got the Bay of Fires Walk, which is considered one of the great walks as well, and um, around that's around the Frasinay Peninsula area. Then the Three Capes Walk, which you can do sort of out of south of Hobart, which is a wonderful walk, and it just started out as where it was self-catering, but you can also do that now as a guided walk as well. So I think it's giving people options as we've just mentioned that if you don't want to carry all your own gear which you know you've got to be pretty fit to, to do that and you've got to limit it because you uh, you know you can only obviously carry so much on your back when you're when you're walking but this is a lovely way of doing it and they're also doing being more adventuresome and doing even like men and women's only walking tours they're doing tour walking tours now on Bruni Island Mariah Island um, they're also uh, doing one in Victoria the uh, the apostles of course on the Great Ocean Road that's another lovely one you can do so this it's just fantastic that this has grown you know from starting in the 80s or in, and then grow into what it has been now, that you can do these walks in a nice way. Like some of them you even do Bruni Island and you finish off with uh, Matthew Evans at his, and Sadie, their pig, fat pig farm. Do you remember the series with, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where you could go and he has – you can still do that. It books out so far ahead, but you can book in for one of his Sunday lunches. So that's included on one of the one of the walks. There's one that includes the wonderful Bun Boogle. It's a famous golf course in the northern part of Tasmania. So you do the walk – so the golf, so people that are interested in golf, you know, you can do – a Salem walk around Freysenay. You There's a, a Pilates yoga one. There's a wellness. So they're really increasing all these walks now to... I guess offer anyone at any genre of what you'd like to do. There's an artist one, a music one. So 
pick it all. You know, you can pick one and you'll find one that would suit you, I'm sure. So, yeah, I think you know, a lot of people are looking to do things in a small way, as we've mentioned earlier, with small groups and being outside, being out in that fresh air, you know, giving yourself a boost, revitalisation. But I think just because of COVID, everyone is loving, I think, having that opportunity to be outside and in fresh air rather than inside. And and some of those, Sally, are very much, um, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. You just build it to suit whatever your um, thing may have. Your level to be. of fitness yeah. is as well, you know, and, and you can build around it. You might only want to do like the little three-day cape walk, which isn't too hard, but you might have you're adding that on to something else you're obviously doing in Tasmania, you know. Um, if it was me, I wouldn't go all the way to Tassie just for a three-day walk because it offers a mm. lot more than that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could, you could, but, I mean, you'd still need a night either side of that all the time you've got well you're still giving yourself a lovely little break and a lovely little refresh even if that is the only time you've got it's better than no time that's true so. and again you're looking at me very sternly <laughs> I, I, I can feel it i can feel it um all right. sending so, the vibes out yeah, yeah but let, anyway. let's, let's have a quick a quick uh, 60 second look at south america here well, I was just looking at this the other day. It's a wonderful 19-day itinerary. Obviously, as we've discussed before, South America is a huge continent, not a country. Mm. So it's a lot of countries in one continent, and Brazil's bigger than Australia. So you cannot do all of South America in one hit. It's virtually impossible. Unless you're taking the next 12 months off. Well, but. Yeah, if you, want to, if you want to do that, you yeah. could. But this is one that's just starting in Lima and finishing you in Rio. So at least you're doing all... Some of the must-dos that people would want to see, which is like Machu Picchu, which is just fantastic, Cusco, the Sacred Valley, Lake Titicaca, uh, La Paz, Puno, uh, Asuncion, the Iguazu Falls, Rio. And, of course, at the end, I mean, I love Buenos Aires. You could always even just duck down to Buenos Aires at the end, the Paris of the of the South, as they call it. It's a, it's a very interesting, fascinating city. And that's a lovely 19-day itinerary if you were thinking of doing something like that. And But... Look, South America's got so much to offer, even if you wanted to go south and you do Chile and down to Patagonia, where some wonderful walks you can do. Argentina is famous for its ranches, um, for its beautiful red wine around Mendoza. It produces some super red wine in that part of the world. Um, big meat eaters, so, you know, you're a, lots of your cafes have, dis, have this big display of their beast on a spit in the front, and <laughs> when you get a steak, it's, it's as high as of your whole plate. Um, so you need to share it with about three other people. But Says who? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe no. you could manage it, Mark. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. And, I mean, all these countries are opening up now, as we've discussed. Hong Kong has now opened again without restrictions, just mm. to let people know. Um, obviously, you know, Singapore, Japan, Canada. You know, we're gradually, the whole world is, is coming back to some sort of normalcy. Which is, which is nice to see. But just remember, folks, the planes are still all, all back to normal. There's a lot of them still parked in deserts. A lot of pilots have to be retrained. So bookings are at a premium, and you really need to book a long way ahead. Mm, a lot of stuff to keep in mind there. We wrap things up with uh, Talking Travel. Our travel guide, Sally Lucas, is here. We've done the north and the south, Sally, and we even went across to South America a couple of minutes ago. Some hot deals, and we, we're kind of starting with the cruising, and this kind of caught my eye as well. Yeah, well, this is wonderful. It's 15 days cruising from wonderful Amsterdam down to Budapest, which is a fabulous cruise, of course. Um, and these are new vessels that they've got as well, so you, you're brand-new contemporary river ships. Um, all your meals are included on these deals, and 3995 we'll call it 4000 bucks if you like. That's only $270 a day. And I can tell you, I paid more than that, $200 more than that nearly for just a night in Sydney last Saturday. Yeah. So that's all your meals. 
included 41 meals, beer, wine, soft drinks with lunch and dinner during your cruise. So, you know, you can't do much better value than that, can you? And again, you're seeing some wonderful parts of the world. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the touring companies as well have got their summer sale for 2023 is on sale as well now. Um, Albatross Tours have got a wonderful range and, and they're an Australian company, which is always nice to use a local company. Um, and they've got uh, deals up until the 14th of October, where if you pay a deposit on any of their 2023 tour on their Europe and UK summer program, they'll give you $200 off per person off the holiday. And that's always good to put towards something else, isn't it? It. Absolutely. Um, we've been well, talk- better you to have the money than well, uh, someone it's else. It's better than nothing, yeah. after all, you know. Now, the Kimberley, you know how much I love the Kimberley, Mark, but this is not cruising this time. This is doing a four-wheel drive touring in a purpose-built be- um, vehicle, which is wonderful. Um, and this is actually up until, the, if you book by the 30th of October, they've got savings of up to, depending on the length of the tour, from 400 to $1,000 per couple from tours ranging from nine to 12 days uh, out of Broome doing the Kimberley region, which is still on my bucket list. I've done the coast, but I desperately want to do that inland bit. And I don't want to drive all the way to do it. So I'm, mm. I'm thinking I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do a tour where I get looked after and do the whole bit. Just turn up and uh, sign the cheque and get into it. Absolutely. Um, and this, I think, is quite an incredible one as well. It's it's a classic rail cruise and coach tour. It's fully escorted, and it's a comprehensive 19-day tour of New Zealand, including your airfares. Now, this is uh, available from under $7,500, but you are doing some wonderful uh, travelling in New Zealand, some of their famous rail journeys, the Transalpine, etc. You've got 17 nights in four-star accommodation, three rail journeys, 14 dinners, breakfast daily. You even go to a haggis ceremony in Dunedin. You go to a traditional Maori. Don't like Maori hungi. Sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. So this this is available and it's for a limited time only. You've got savings of up to 750 per couple on this as well. And this is for next year. So just keep that in mind. Uh, January 23 to May 2023 next year. So just keep that in mind if you're interested in New Zealand because it is a lovely country and it's only across the ditch. So no longer flying involved there. But there's a whole range of good deals out at the moment, Mark, for next year. As I said, everyone's now on the bandwagon promoting their their programs, particularly for European summer. But even into 2024, like they're really planning ahead early. Course flights and etc. are so difficult to get. People are actually putting their products out, you know, further into the future so people can plan. Seems like uh, the next couple of years, get Christmas out of the way, the next couple of years are going to be big, a lot of big news and a lot of big things happening in the travel scene. I think so. I think Mm. um, after probably next year, after 2023, I think you'll be sort of back to almost full capacity. I think everything will be as it was, hopefully pre-COVID. We hope so anyway. Um, But that's the plan. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Sally, a full full agenda today. So as always, thank you for your time. Thank you. We'll look forward to another Talking Travel next week on Friday afternoon. Afternoon.